There's a chance your local Geico agent has the same hyper-specific taste in music as you. Yeah, I can't get enough of neo-operatic breakbeat. Do you listen to Kale Bent and the Lettuce Works? Only every day. But there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with insurance. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need a hip, underground music scene to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. Ramblin' Roses, Hopscotch Kings, uh, Joes and Marys. Uh, welcome to This Feels Terrible, the podcast, your favorite relationship podcast, and I think the only relationship podcast on the internet, uh, comedy, comedy relationship podcast. Um, this week on the episode, I have uh, the super funny, wonderful Steve Agee. You know, I just said his name terribly. Steve Agee. Steve Agee. Steve Agee, uh, you know from the Sarah Silverman program and from comedy in general. He's, he's a hilarious, hilarious fella. Um, he uh, came, into the, came into the podcast, and I mentioned a million times how he came into the podcast. He's on the podcast. Guys, I am so hungover. I am so, 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 so hungover. I overdid it. I overdid it. And I overdo it frequently. So, you know, that's something I have to think about and deal with. Uh, and you unfortunately have to deal with, uh, with me being very hungover in this episode. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it's like you're my family now. You, I've made you, I've ushered, I've brought you into my, uh, my friend circle. Um, so, uh, without any further, um, uh, me, um, talking about how hungover I am. Please enjoy uh, this episode of This Feels Terrible. When I was like in my 20s, yeah, I, I'd only been, I'd been dating a girl for like my college girlfriend for like six years. I wasn't in college for six years. It carried over <laughs> until we came to LA. And then uh, that was like my longest relationship, by the way. Like since then, every one of my relationships has gotten short. It's gone from like six years to four years to one year to six months to two weeks to three days. Wait, it's, you're just zeroing in on all the things that you don't like. Yeah, I think girlfriend. it's that I'm, yeah, I'm more aware of what I like and don't like, and I'm willing to cut it off sooner. At least that's what I tell myself. Uh, no, but I, I had moved to L.A., and then my girlfriend of six years had broken up with me. And I started dating this girl who was, like, I was really into I mean, I was 27, and she was, like, really sexual. I mean, like, and we did not spend a day apart for, like, six months. We were together constantly. We had sex, like, th at least three times a day for, like, <laughs> six months. Whoa. It was fucking crazy. And, uh, and then one day she like, it was like the first time we had been apart. She went to like, she went back home to a wedding. And then when she came back, she was like a totally different person. She was like, she'd been back for like two days and hadn't yeah. called me. And then I called her. I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, nothing, just hanging out. And I'm like, can I see you? And, okay. and she's like totally different. And then she like broke up with me and I was like, Devastate. I I really feel bad for all my friends during that period of time after she broke up with me because yeah. I was like miserable, like really sad all the time. And uh, so then I end up uh, getting together with this girl, like the first girl who will go out with me. I like right. latch on to. Where did you meet this new girl? At the Groundlings, you know, <laughs> where I was taking comedy classes. Right. And I got into the Groundlings because of that previous girl. And... Um, and uh, so I started dating this girl. And I mean, I guess it was a rebound, but, you know, I was. Um, so we'll call this new girl Beth. Sure. We'll call her Beth. <laughs> uh, oh, I would, really wouldn't even have a problem calling her by her real name. What's her real name? No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Beth. Um, 
So Beth and I uh, start dating, and um, there were so many red flags. A, just because I was like heartbroken and crushed. Like it was obviously right. a rebound for me. But, you know, I'm like 27 or something and not thinking about that. And, um, and the biggest red flag of all was that uh, Beth's um, previous boyfriend had died. Like, oh maybe a month before we started Whoa. dating and like they had been together for a long time oh, and it geez. wasn't like eh, we broke up on but it was like he died like i was obviously a you know a rebound for her and did you look like her dead boyfriend i uh i don't know <laughs> I, I mean she was awesome by the way she was really cool and like we moved we left la we just like and i think it was both of us like trying to just run away from like, right. horrible memories. And so we just randomly moved to Oregon for what? no fucking reason. Like, let's leave L.A. We were both like waiting for uh, our final level of classes at the Groundlings. And there was like a year long wait. So we're like, fuck it. Let's not wait in L.A. Let's go to Oregon. Were your friends like, hey, man? Uh, no, they're like, okay. oh, cool. All my, friends, <laughs> my friends were like, oh, rad, dude. I'm so jealous. And so we went to Oregon, and we lived in Oregon for a year. And uh, like things gradually became, not worse, but like we became more like roommates than like boyfriend and girlfriend. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and then we moved back to L.A. Uh, when, when our classes came up at the Groundlings, and we moved like a block away from where we're taping this right now, like these apartments off of Franklin. Mm. And uh, it was literally like having a roommate. It was like, there was no sex happening anymore, like no affection. And, um, and so we broke up, but I, it was the fact that I think we lived in Oregon for a year that we stayed together. So long is kind of like, you right. can't really break up while we're in a, another state. Um, and, like, that whole time, I was still, like, upset over, like, the previous girlfriend. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, ugh. Back to your previous girlfriend. Like, did you ever... Did she ever say, like, what happened? Like, when she went to Anna? No, that was town? a weird thing. We met in college. And um, it was, like, a really decent relation. It was good. You know, everything was awesome. And uh, after college, she uh, came to to LA to go to Cal arts. She was a photography major and I was in a band and I wanted to start doing, you know, studio music. You know, I wanted to be a session player. So I, I enrolled at this school in, in Los Angeles called musicians Institute. And, um, so we moved into these apartments, like right behind what used to be tower records on sunset. And, um, yeah, we lived there for like maybe a year and a half or something. And everything really seemed to be fine. Like yeah. I never had an, any idea that anything was wrong. And um, and then one night we were just laying in bed and just out of nowhere, she goes, yeah, I think we should break up. Oh. Like, like it was not a period of like, oh, I'm getting sick of this person or fi no fighting. It was just, right. yeah, I think we should break up. And I was like, what and like within a week she had packed her shit and moved oh man like after like you know about six years it was so crazy to me but that was still i got over that a lot faster than i did this girl that i went out with for six months i think it was because i was in my 20s and she was you know kind of a nymphomaniac you know like mm -hmm. you're 20 you're like fuck i'm getting laid multiple times a day this is fucking <laughs> awesome and you know you're like, oh, I loved her so much. And you're like, no, I think you just loved having sex so much. <laughs> I think that's really what it was, you know. That's true. Like, knowing you now, I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine you having sex three times a day. I can't either. <laughs> I can barely masturbate three times a week. <laughs> now that I'm in my 40s. Not so, true. <laughs> your um, so then after that, like every you said, every relationship just is is shorter and shorter. Yeah, I've had really bad luck with relationships, which is odd to me because I think I'm a really good boyfriend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What's your boyfriend style? Style? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Are you hats? Uh, I wear yeah. hats a lot when I'm in relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I wear a lot of suits actually when I'm in relationships. <laughs> no, I, 
no, I'm good. I, you know, I'm not a smothering. You know, I think. Are you quick to commit? Not anymore. I mean, I think in your 20s is when you figure all that stuff out. You know, like you do your smothering when you're in your 20s and you're, um, you know, you're more easily hard. You, you know, with each relationship I've had since, I've gotten more used to them ending. Like I'm like never surprised anymore. You oh. know, now that I'm in my 40s, I'm like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it end, you know, now? And... uh but when you're in your 20s, like, you know, I have friends who are in their 20s who, you know, get out of relationships and they're just broken and destroyed. Yeah. And, I'm like, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, that was like your first serious girlfriend. You know, it's uh, right. Chances are you're going to have at least seven or eight more like and it gets <laughs> way easier each time. Yeah, there's a I, I went uh, like two breakups ago I was really bummed out and I I got uh, my so-called life like the the complete series and, and this, like, <laughs> just lied in bed and ate Thai food and that uh, was like and my, my bed was like surrounded was covered yeah. in garbage and I, in my so-called life when she's getting over um, when Angela's getting over Jordan Catalano like she is this morning <laughs> where she wakes up Jared Leto <laughs> yeah uh, she wakes up in the morning and she feels great and she's like oh you know it's just it's gonna hurt until it until it doesn't until it doesn't until it doesn't and I like, wrote it on my walls I don't know why why did I mention that I am hung over uh, <laughs> listeners <laughs> full disclosure I really I'm, I'm no but it really is, is like you get over I Maybe I'm like desensitized to relationships or something now, but you get over them a lot quicker. I mean, it still sucks when someone breaks up with you and like, you know, it's, it's really, I think for me, more of an ego blow. Like, how dare you not like me <laughs> as opposed to like, oh, fuck, I loved her so much. Why? Yeah. Would, it's like. Right. Awesome. Why would you fucking break up with me? You know, that's nice. Well, you know, and as you get older, you are more comfort. Com mother, I'm so sorry. You're more uh, comfortable with yourself and and confident in who you your choices yeah. about who you are as a person. So yeah, yeah like yeah. your teens and your twenties, like relationships are brutally hard and like that's when you're figuring everything out, you know, like I can go out on a date with somebody now and like, I'm pretty certain like halfway through, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, you know, feeling this <laughs> as opposed to like, she's cute. I'll go out with, you know, um, do you think that's you maturing or that's you are mental. You're more pessimistic, you're mental, you're just more pessimistic. I might be about more pessimistic. I, I think it's both. Um, but yeah, I, I have so many friends who in their 20s are just like fucking going like right now going through like horrible relationship breakups. Mm -hmm. And like I watch them going, fuck, I was the exact same way when Beth broke up with me, you know, <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because you can tell them over and over like this is prom I promise you in 10 years you're going to look back on this and go, holy shit, I can't even believe I liked that person. Right. And was so affected by them breaking up with me. Mm. Like, it's nuts. You know what I mean? Where do you meet people? Um, I don't. Lately, I have fucking met no new people. I think in the past, like, two years, I've met, like, no new people. Because <laughs> I'm, like, kind of agoraphobic. I mean, I used to be really agoraphobic, but I don't, like... I'm not a fucking social person. I don't like going out. I hate like crowds. Mm -hmm. So I usually just like sit around. I was thinking recently about trying video, not video date. <laughs> so 90s. That's so, uh, what was the, uh, singles that, right, that yeah. the Cameron Crowe movie, um, I think you should try, uh, try video dating. <laughs> See what happens. Video dating. Uh, <laughs> no, online dating. I, I just talked to a friend the other day. I'm like, what about online dating? And she was like, yeah, do it. Yeah. I'm like, why were you so quick to say, yes, you should do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty sad and pathetic. You should try it. I, I really, I'm, I'm not so hip on it yet. 
Although I, so many people do it now. Well, right. Well, and you would meet people that you would never meet otherwise. And you know that the people that are there are there because they want to date somebody. I also feel weird, though, being like, like I've been on TV and I'm in things every now and then. So I feel weird, like putting my face on a website like that. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's a pride thing, though, really, like. Oh, look at that right. guy. He's, he can't get laid. He's on video date. Video date. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even hungover, Aaron. He's, he's on. You caught my hangover. He's on internet dating. <laughs> he's on love at When I first, I did do a lot of that video stuff before. I, you know, I'd done like any acting or any, you know when I was working in reality TV and post production was the late '90s. It's when computers really started getting popular and like I had you know my first computer was an iMac and um and everything was dial up and like the really big thing back then was uh these like chat rooms like Mm -hmm. and AOL had the market on everything so there were all these AOL chat rooms and I think AOL had the first like dating site it was called love at AOL and like I hooked up with a lot of girls like through that kind of shit. Really? Well, you should be uh, comfortable with it. And it's it's not it's not. But really it was like creepy. It like <laughs> looking back, I'm like fuck. Like, I would just like meet girls. Like I'd create a profile and I'd be really funny and charming, and then go out with them once or twice, have sex, and then like not not call them again, but like kind of taper off till till they were you know. I think Dan Moss was virginity to somebody he met. Like in a chat room. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. It, so, yeah, I think I also maybe think of that, you know, current, you know, online dating, like eHarmony and shit like that as I, I kind of just equate it with the old school of like fucking let's hook up in chat rooms, like just weird right. people. Are you saying that you like cybered or you met outside of the Both. Chat room? I would like meet people in chat rooms and then we'd go into ASL. private chats or just yeah, age sex location or you know uh just start instant messaging and like have so much cyber sex. It was crazy and uh-huh. then, and you know and then you'd be like fuck that could just be a dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, and me and my friend Scott we, this is so fucked up. We used to go, I used to go visit him at work and uh, in his office, like he, he worked at this magazine and he was like the only, he had his own office. It was a really small magazine. I won't say which one, but I, you know, when Thank I, you. when I get bored, I'd go over to his office and we would go into chat rooms and we'd create like characters to fuck with people. Like we'd go into and we'd go into like specifically like dating chat rooms, right? And we'd be like, yeah, I'm a you know twenty one year old female, you know, blonde, and like immediately you'd start getting instant messages from guys going, hey, where are you at? And we would like, it was so fucked up. We would start like really baiting them, and and you know, and like leading them into like cyber sex and they'd be like oh what do you want to do to me we'd be like i want to tie you up and they'd be like yeah go. so you <laughs> get to the point where you knew this person was fucking jerking off like you were i were like okay this person's fucking jerking off let's really fucking <laughs> fuck with them now and it'd be like yeah i want i want to i want to tie you up oh yeah and then what then i want to fucking go in the kitchen and get a, a frying pan <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I want to beat you over the fucking head with it. And sometimes they they'd still be like, "Okay," and and then and were they, they ever like, "Sorry, it was not my not my style." Sometimes, sometimes they would just immediately disappear. Sometimes it would get to the point where it'd be like, "And then I want to pull out my dick and then wave it in your face because I'm a dude." And they'd be like, <laughs> oh, "You motherfucker." And then that's like right around the time I stopped like hooking up with chicks that way. I was like, eh, this might be a dude. Yeah. I used to go. Do you remember on Yahoo used to have there used to be all this big network of chat rooms with like all these different interests and stuff. There was like a music lovers chat room mm-hmm. and then it, romantic wise with the ages and stuff. When yeah. I was like 12, 13, I when I was really just curious about sex and stuff, I would go into those chat rooms and like pose as like a, a gay man like in the gay man's <laughs> chat room and talk to everyone or like yeah, it's just fucking crazy <laughs> oh, yeah 
Oh, cybering. Mm, cyber sex. Ugh, cyber sex. I wish, I, I, I think I, I had cyber sex like twice, um, both times when I was 13, saying that I was oh 21. Oh my God. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. It's, or it's like 12. It's but, fucking uh, Thunderdome out there I on would, the internet. I would pay $6 million for a, a transcript. Uh, yeah, just to see what my 13-year-old mind was like. I ha- I mean, speaking of your current boyfriend, I had like a... There was like a period of like a year where Dan and I didn't talk because he was dating one of my ex-girlfriends. Uh, I was dating this girl for a really short time. Yeah. And uh, this was more a pride thing, I think. And uh, like, I mean, just for maybe a few months... But, like, it was this really weird, like, kind of secretive dating, like this clandestine thing. Because she had just broken up with a guy and she didn't want to hurt his feelings. So she'd be like, well, we can't, like, say that we're dating or anything. Uh So it was just this weird, always, like, you know, only see each other at night and just this weird kind of bummer of a a relationship. Yeah. And then one, I forget how it ended, but one day she, we, we broke up and, um, she, she started dating Dan like really soon after that. And like, and I was like so mad. It was really Ugh. like an ego thing. Like it was, yeah. and, but it was like openly dating. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm dating Dan now. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> and I, I left a note on Dan's car one day cause I saw it at her house and I was like, you fucking dick. And like, it was such a, you know, I think I might have been 30 or something like it, I was still really young and still like figuring all this shit out. But I, I was so fucking hurt. And then like Dan and I didn't talk for like a year. Oh man. Like, and it was like to the point where we wouldn't, Dan wouldn't go to parties at mutual friends and I wouldn't because we didn't want to run into each other. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. And, um, it was just such a fucking bummer of a year. And like, I was, by the way, you know, like not long into it, I was over the fact that he was dating her. I was just still like, well, I got to save face and I can't like, right. Were you mad at her? The olive brand. I was just mad at myself. I was, I think my feelings were just hurt. Cause it went from being this like, Oh, she won't tell anyone she's dating me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Hey, got a new boyfriend. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? And, uh, Yes, like a year, Dan and I didn't talk. We wouldn't go to like the same events because we didn't want. Like I was like, I'm not going to go to so and so's party because Dan will probably be there, and you know, not realizing that he was not going for the same reason. And then you know, like it might have even been more than a year. I don't even remember at this point. But um, how did you eventually like? Well, he was the one that you know. He emailed me one day. Like there was a, a a friend of ours was having a birthday party, and he's like, "Look." so-and-so is my friend i'm going i'm gonna go to his birthday party because you know he's a good friend of mine he's like and i know he's a good friend of yours so i hope you know whatever happened between us doesn't keep you from going to the party too like he was definitely the bigger man in this whole situation in this whole situation i was like and i went to the party and then like slowly it was still awkward right you know but slowly you know over the years it's you know I think I talked to Dan more than I do, you know, the ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Just hearing that story about like Dan having another girlfriend is really upsetting or like, when, I don't know. See, that's because you, how old? You're 20, 27. 27. See, that's, I get that. When I was in my 20s, I, I would fucking hate the fact that anyone I was dating had a boyfriend or yeah, had a boyfriend before me. I'd be like, and if they even mentioned their name, I'd be like fuck man like, yeah. and we've getting fights and now i'm like yeah that was before i knew you fucking i don't give a shit you know you can't you can never you can never change the past you know that who whoever was in somebody's past and it's you'll realize in you know probably soon or in years that like nothing you can do and no f- amount of fighting will ever change that so it's pointless yeah. to have any kind of bad energy yeah i always i i keep it to myself and then like the, the just and then like something really benign will happen like he'll still be like oh yeah i think i bought that with an ex-girlfriend or something and i'll be like why you marry her go call her go to her house go to her house and that's I, I, a 20 something <laughs> you honestly you should not let that shit go because yeah. it, it's so meaningless 
Well, and I really like falsely advertise my uh, lack of jealousy at the beginning of a relationship because, you know, you don't care like at the beginning. And I'm always like the cool girlfriend. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Let's talk about your relationships. And then I get retroactively jealous. About jealousy is normal. I mean, but there, I mean, there's a line between <laughs> the first, being jealous and being like, you know. Oh, uh, the first fight that Dan and I ever got into was um, <laughs> at uh, we went to Sketchfest in San Francisco, and uh, the weekend before was Rob Schraub's bachelor party. And yeah, he, I was he, there. Yeah, I was there for both those and Sketchfest. <laughs> God, <laughs> um, and uh, he he texted me when when you guys were. Uh, uh, Doing drugs and like yeah. on, doing on bachelor a party stuff, <laughs> bachelor yeah. party party dude stuff. Um, yeah. He texted me that he that he loved me. Uh, it was really like early in our relationship, but, it, but like, it was why really are you sweet. texting me? <laughs> I already know how this, I, and I don't know this story, but I know like I've been in these situations like. Is that the drugs talking? Like, why? Why would you text me this? Are you feeling guilty about something? Is there strippers there at this party? Oh man! No, I wasn't. No, I I, I thought it was totally sweet. Like I that that wasn't that wasn't the fight. That's just like a background of what happens later. But we're in San Francisco, and we were getting drinks with Jeff Davis, and we were ta- we, the we started talking about Greg Proops, uh-huh. and. I was I was gushing about how funny I think Greg Proops is. Meanwhile, I didn't know like Dan was so jealous all of a sudden really? that I was DM over Greg Proops <laughs> over me like. So he's that, a he's a smart, funny guy. Yeah, um, but we walked out of the of this bar <laughs> and he was just like silent and steaming. And, yeah. uh, he was like, "Well, like, what, what do you marry Greg Proops? I think he's so funny. I think he's so great." <laughs> He was also like feeling a little, I think, feeling a little weird about saying I love you like over a text. And was that the like, had you guys just recently started saying I love you? (gasps) No, that fight, like, I was like screaming, like, the the fight really like escalated. And he he was like, you know, like, you talked about him for so long, and like, I, you know, I can't trust this. And it was terrible. And I was like (laughs) screaming, I ended up like screaming, like, 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 I, I think I love you. So we're crying and screaming. I was like, I love you. I don't love Greg Proops. Um, I love you. I don't love Greg. <laughs> I don't love Greg. I mean, he, I respect him. He's a very funny. I like him as a, a performer. I appreciate what he does. Uh, oh, texting. Texting, I love you. No, it was very sweet. Uh, Look, Greg Proops hasn't sold multiple shows to networks. Yeah. Yeah. Dan shouldn't <laughs> feel threatened at all. <laughs> We went to go see his show at Sketchfest, and he was he was, was great. And, oh yeah, it was that's an right. Amazing yeah. show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, jealousy. No, I'm but sorry. I mean, I you know, it's jealousy is completely natural, but it's I don't know. Yeah, I won't. I um. There's nothing you can do about you. There's nothing you can do about some somebody's past. It's really yeah. It's a waste. It's a waste of energy. Yeah, when I'm more, I think I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm quicker to get jealous now. Yeah, I hate that I'm giving my ex boyfriend so much airtime in this podcast, but um, you know, after someone cheats on you, it's the, like, it's the, you know, it's your podcast. That's what it's about: relationships. Yeah. Well, um, you said that you you have uh, like girls have questioned how much you care about them when you say "I love you" when you're high or. Uh, well, yeah, no, I like with my girlfriend from college, like if I would be at a, a party or at a bachelor party or something, and mm-hmm. you write them, they're like, you know, they've been like, why are you writing me from this bachelor party? You must feel fucking guilty about something. Did you touch somebody's titties? <laughs> Did you lick her titties in the, when she gave you a lap dance? Like... Honestly, I hate going to bachelor parties, especially when I have a girlfriend, because I just, I'm always just like, this is going to end with a fucking fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard to, I don't think I've ever dated a guy that went to a bachelor party with uh, strippers, like, while I was dating them, but they're like, that sucks, that's fucking, it, honestly, it's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. I, I love strippers, I love naked chicks, but look, for some reason, it feels weird for a bachelor party like that's how you celebrate someone getting married by like 
having someone fucking rub their knockers in your fucking nose. Yeah. That's weird to me. That's a weird tradition. I, I think Rob did it right by having, you know, just his guy friends rent a house out in Ohio yeah. and go and watch dumb movies and get high and drunk and looked looks pretty fun. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for that gr- stripper that came over that Whoa. we accidentally killed and buried in the backyard. <laughs> Oops, can we delete that, Dustin? <laughs> um That was a crazy bachelor party by the way, just because we thought our our uh, attorney, our accountant had had a fucking heart attack and you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy because we get to this house. This is a big house out in Ojai. Like a lot of us drove separately. And as we're unpacking the cars, I was like doing the typical horror movie thing where they get to the cabin. And I'm like, it's going to be a wild night, you guys. <laughs> One of us might die. Who's going to die? Will it be you? And everyone's like, oh. don't fucking say that. Why are you fucking saying that? And it made me want to keep doing it more. And then uh, the morning... After, like the our first morning there, we stayed two nights. The first morning, uh, Dan was like the first one awake, and he he tweeted. He's like, "Yeah, I woke up and uh, my attorney's on the floor next to me. You know, sleeping on the on the floor next to me." And I saw that, and I tweeted, "He's not sleeping, Dan. He's fucking dead." Oh my god! And then uh, and then it was really early, so everyone just fell back asleep. And then we woke up again, and our <laughs> accountant was gone, and. Uh, and then, um, like, no, he didn't say anything. He just left. Right. And none of us knew why. And then, like, the next day, his wife uh, emailed Rob and was like, hey, just so you know, David left because he had a heart attack. Like, yeah, yeah. what? I fucking really put the fucking bad oh, juju man. on that. He must have felt like, so terrible. I was like, oh, no. And then I went to visit him in the hospital when I got back. And turns out he didn't have a heart attack. He just right, had yeah, the flu. flu. Yeah. <laughs> But the doctors like made that like misdiagnosed him as having a heart attack. Yeah. So, um, at that bachelor party, you guys probably just all those guys probably just talked about their girlfriends, right? How much they cared about everyone. Just Rob and Dan talking about their their lovers. <laughs> I don't think any of the rest of us had girl. Well, no, that's not true. I guess probably Davis and I were the only sing- single guys at that bachelor party. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Great way to. Oh my god. Oh my God! Aaron just dropped her mic. <laughs> Aaron's a wreck. Oh gosh, I need to quit <laughs> drinking. You need to quit or have a drink to get evened out, <laughs> level uh, out. Well, that's what yesterday was, uh, guys. I a, f- a f- couple nights ago partied way too hard. Uh-huh. Partied all day, did a lot of day drinking. And yeah. then yesterday I was so hungover, I could barely leave the bed. And so last night I, I cured my hangover by drinking and I drank so much. It works, right? The hair of the dog. Uh, yeah. You know you're a mess when you drive back to your apartment and I was try I, I was like, I need to throw up and I, I must have still been drunk because I was trying to throw up in the street and my neighbor Ugh. walked by and I was like, It's Tuesday morning and oh, people don't no. throw up people don't throw up in the street, my apartment. Your was neighbors right are having interventions for you. <laughs> uh, I, uh me too. I've only thrown up maybe four or five times in my life oh. and two of those were from drinking. <laughs> The last two were from drinking. That was like 25 years ago. Oh, man. I don't puke. I, I need to stop trying to keep up with uh, Dan and Jeff and all those guys. You yeah, get drunk too com- quickly. competition, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> I love to hang out. You're love to party. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't need that proof. Ugh. So you, you don't drink anymore, right? You- no, I stop. I mean... When I was 18, I had a really bad experience with drinking. I like, at a party one night, I beer bonged a 12 pack of beer and a bottle of champagne Whoa. and half a pint of rum. Oh my gosh. I don't remember anything from the night. And then, like, the next day, I was just puking, like, nonstop. And, uh, and from that day on, like, I just couldn't get drunk. Like, anytime I would drink, like, for decades afterwards, like I would feel sick, just like 
two or three beers, I would just feel nauseous. And I was like, yeah. fuck, man. I think my stomach has just rejected alcohol altogether. And then uh, I was at a party like two years ago. And just I would still socially drink. I would just have one beer and just nurse on it. And then I was at this party and I had, I think, two beers. And like the next day I woke up with like horrible vertigo. And I was like, fuck, fuck this. I'm done. And I just stopped drinking. Yeah. Plus, yeah, I mean, for, you know, 25 years, I was only socially drinking. And, like, mm-hmm. the point of alcohol is to get a buzz or to get drunk. And I was like, if I'm not doing that, what's the point? Right. So I stopped. And I just really stepped up my pot smoking. I get uh, I get really, I go in and out of phases of, of just feeling so, so confused when I smoke weed. Just, like, just... <laughs> That's like, what it does. Yeah. That's why you smoke it is to get confused <laughs> and laugh. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't really, I don't really smoke weed. Um, but I love drinking. I love drinking. I, my brother just had a dry wedding. And oh, I, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I smuggled why, in. Why? Oh, it's because you come from a religious family, right? Is that why? Um, well, it, I don't know. The wedding was at this really nice wedding venue in North Carolina, and the people who owned it were, like, doing the bride a favor, and they were like, we don't really want any drinking here, and no one one in my family is a big drinker, but no, to to answer your question, um, it's not because my family is really religious, but... The venues thing. (laughs) What? It was the venues deal. It was the venues thing, and it just wasn't that important to my brother or his new wife. So, uh, Dan and I, uh, flasked it. <laughs> I was just about to say there had to have been a flask. involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to drink at weddings. Yeah, it was, it, even it, though like, I don't drink, if I got married, I would make sure there was a shitload of booze. It's, um, it's definitely a good time for people to be socially lubricated, but because there was no drinking, there was also no dancing. <laughs> There's no the drinking, wed- so there was no fun. <laughs> people left. The, the wedding ended right after the toasts. Like everyone had like finished eating, and uh, cake was served. Toast ended, and then everyone just like got up and left. Wow, that's <laughs> really strange. I mean, I kind of love that. I love fucking short weddings. People always have weddings at like the worst time, you know, like I've had friends who've gotten married over like holiday weekends and then uh, you're just like, motherfucker, now, now my fucking long weekend is, uh, not that I ever have jobs, but I'm like, fuck man, my friends all wanted to go camping or go, now I got to go to a fucking wedding. <laughs> so you don't like weddings? I've been to a couple fun ones. Rob Schraub's wedding was really awesome. It was great. I don't, I thought that wedding was fucking perfect. I went to, maybe the funnest wedding I ever went to was uh, Missy Pyle's wedding. She married this guy uh, that she met on a movie. He was like a bear trainer. Like he had a grizzly bear. Whoa. (laughs) And they met in Montana on a movie. And, uh, and so we, the wedding was in Montana. It was one of the funnest. They had a mechanical bull at the reception. Oh, that's awesome. People are in suits riding a fucking mechanical <laughs> bull or so much boot it was really fucking fun that sounds like fun yeah I, if, you, if you were to have a wedding would you what would it be like do you have a theme i personally would have no problem going to vegas and fucking eloping personally i i don't love a lot of attention in hoopla mm-hmm. <laughs> says the comedian i don't love attention <laughs> but uh i mean honestly it's about the the girl like if mm-hmm. they wanted a if they wanted a church wedding i guess i'd do it you know yeah but i'd love to i would love i love outdoor weddings you mm-hmm. know beach weddings or mountains and stuff those are pretty my my brother's wedding was outside and there was a the, the outdoor weddings are great, uh, but there were so many bugs, and there was this bee that kept on landing on everyone. We all the the, the bridal party was like, we're gonna get, oh, I had a, and I had a, a fly like fly into my eye, but then it was okay because it just looked like I was crying. Uh, my dad performed the wedding, uh-huh. uh, which was which is kind of strange. My dad's a my dad's a preacher, and they my brother and his wife like aren't religious at all really but my dad made it 
like it was the most religious wedding I've ever been to. It was a church service, basically. And you'd think that my dad would talk about like how like how crazy it is to be marrying your son, uh, but like zero mention of it. And it was weddings are yeah. weird. It's such a weird mm-hmm. all that just for a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah, all the money. So That's what money. blows my mind is the money that people spend on weddings. Where it's like, I've been to weddings that were so expensive that people could have like put down a really good down payment on a house. You know? Yeah, it's like, why wouldn't you just do that instead? You gotta have your wedding sponsored, bro. Yeah, like fucking all my NASCAR grooms, presents. all the grooms are gonna have Red Bull stencils on the back of their tuxedos. <laughs> I bet you could do. I bet a celebrity could do that. Celebrities do do that. That's a <laughs> that's a real thing. Do that. Yeah. Uh, Kardashians do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it would. What was I? I um. <laughs> I'm retarded. <laughs> Worst. Um. What is that? Like, does al- alcohol kills your brain? That's that's what it well, is. It kills right? brain cells. I yeah. mean, your brain cells come back after a while, right? <laughs> I hope so. I, hope. I think when you get to a certain age, they stop rebuild. I think I'm at that age where my brain cells don't come back. <laughs> right? You know how that works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's when a, you get to a, yeah. a certain age, they stop regenerating or whatever that. it is. And I think I've, I'm at that age because I'm like a lot more forgetful now. Hmm. I mean, that Your brain is like a muscle, pot. right? Yeah, the brain is a muscle. Not a muscle. It's like a muscle. What is the like fucking flex. brain? It's like a fucking... <laughs> this is the Sorry. kind of shit I think about when I'm high. I'm like, what is the fucking brain, man? Like, <laughs> how come I can look, you know, at that cup there on the table and then through my eyes and then my brain's like, yeah, that's a cup, man. <laughs> and I accept it. <laughs> it's pretty, brain, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Um, commercial time. Oh, nice. Commercial time. Aaron's gonna cut to commercial time. Hey, everybody. Uh, this is the commercial. First of all, thank you so much for uh, your super generous donations. Um, we appreciate them greatly. If you go to feralaudio.com and click on my podcast, this feels terrible, uh, and donate, uh, I'll send you something. If you donate ten dollars, I'll send you a postcard that I made. And if you donate fifty dollars or more, I'm going to send you a painting. There's a CD, maybe something else. I've been putting some weird things in the packages lately, so uh, do that. What do you think? What else do I? What? Aaron, Aaron, hello, hey, whoa, hello, whoa, Aaron. Steve, Steve AG, what are you? I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry to bust in here, but I, uh, there's something pretty- really important I have to tell you guys. Okay. I have a podcast. It's called Steve Ag, uh, and it is on this same network, Feral. Whoa! Yeah, you can listen to the. You can after you listen to this episode, you could click on one of my many episodes. There you go. Um, I I heard that podcast. Was, <laughs> I heard that podcast was really really funny. It's fun. It's fun. We have good guests, and uh, we just have you, a you great have really time. famous people on your. podcast. I've had a few. I've had some famous people, some not as famous people. I just try to have my friends on. Aaron, I'm going to have you on it, too. <laughs> oh, really? That was yeah. nice. Okay. Because I just want to bullshit with my friends. Cool. So go check that out, you guys. Click uh, click around on the internet till you find <laughs> Steve Agee. Uh, and then uh, in the meantime, enjoy the rest of Aaron McGathy's <laughs> This Feels Terrible. As I just showed you during the break, yeah. there is a... Uh, there's an app um, for dating What's icebreakers. What's it called? It is called uh, Dating DNA's Icebreakers. And the the description on this app... Dating DNA? Dating DNA, I think, is the company that makes it. And then the app is called Icebreakers. icebreakers. I got you. Yeah. And I'll just read you the description. It says, uh, Dating DNA's Icebreakers are a fun way to stimulate conversation while on a date. Mm. These thought-provoking questions help dating partners explore themselves and their relationship. 
It should say, hey, are you too fucking ridiculous to <laughs> hold a conversation in your date? Buy our app so you don't fucking look like a complete idiot. It's it should a- be called, I, I dare the girl to not leave the restaurant immediately when you yeah. whip out dating icebreakers. But uh, Let's do some of those questions. Yeah. So there, so there are a bunch of different categories. There's uh, physical attraction, personality traits, interests and hobbies, values and goals, relationships and dating. No. Interesting yeah. uh, category, um, intimacy and chemistry. Would you like to choose one of those? One of those categories sound good to you? They all sound good. I'll let you pick. Okay, let's do. Uh, let's do. Let's start at the top. Let's do physical attraction. Yeah, let's start at the top. Work our way down. <laughs> this is the question: uh, Do you wear glasses or contacts? Uh, I think I wear glasses. Yeah, <laughs> um, this is the guy who's basically famous for wearing glasses. <laughs> yes, you're so famous. famous for I'm not famous for, <laughs> hey, it's the glasses guy. <laughs> but if I'm not, if I'm ever not wearing my glasses, people really seem to freak out. Whoa, really? whoa, wait, what's different? Oh, you're not. What? Why aren't you wearing your glasses? Mm, glasses are really comforting. I like them. I can't. I can't do contact. I can barely put eye drops in my eye because mm-hmm. I get so squeamish. Yeah. I can't touch my eyeball, so no contacts. I um. I really feel for people who you put in contacts. It always seems like a hassle. They're they're always, you know, at somebody's house or on vacation going, does anyone have any extra saline solution? I I need to put my contacts in overnight. Do you remember when those like big, like back when like Limp Biscuit was popular, like those like big, (laughs) those big giant people contacts? Do you remember when people were just casually wearing those? Yeah, Wes Borland, uh, the guitar player for Limp Biscuit, used to wear black contacts so like uh, uh, that's rude right i would love to do that but i couldn't i mean i'd love to do it for like a a video or photos to freak somebody out but like just not like to go out to the mall or something i had this friend like i had a i I don't know i can't remember how i knew her but i i was like obligated to be her friend like she was a friend of a friend or like a boyfriend's sister or something insisted on wearing cat eyes like when she went out and guess what one of the most boring people on the face of the planet oh surprise surprise Shocker. yeah by the way i love that that question for when you're on a date with somebody sitting across from them (laughs) do you wear glasses or contacts it should just be do you wear contacts because you would be able to tell if they wore glasses yeah yeah well maybe they're you know way to go icebreakers (laughs) strike one um I'm going to do the... Oh, you can do you do wear contacts off. or glasses, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Oh, lucky. <laughs> um, here we go. Oh, Interest in hobbies. Uh, how do you feel about smoking? How do you feel about <laughs> drinking alcohol? How do you feel about, in quotes, recreational drugs? I, I feel like you've already... That's part of hobbies. <laughs> what the fuck is this app? <laughs> they really don't know categories. Um uh, okay, here's a personality traits question. By the way, I'm not a fan of smoking. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I do smoke pot. Uh, so there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke, but I love the smell of I do too. cigarette smoke. I, like, I do like the smell of cigarette smoke. You have a bit of a, a, bit of a smoking fetish. Yeah. I once made a man smoke a cigarette while he was having sex with me. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's different. Right before I knew I was going to break up with him, because I was like, this is probably the last time I'll have an opportunity to, to, to do this. That's kind of, uh, wow, just before you, that's kind of like giving a, a guy at the firing squad a cigarette. Like, <laughs> smoke this, you're about to be fucking wiped out. Oh, yeah. He, it, it turns out it's a little, it's scary, which I hadn't really thought of. Yeah. Because there's like fire really close while you're like moving. All right. Um, personality traits. I think we're breaking a lot of ice here. Yeah. Um, if your friends agree to tell you in all honesty what they really thought about you, both good, both the good and the bad, would you want them to? No. <laughs> no. Really? If, if, if there was something that, well, fuck, I don't know. I think I would get my feelings hurt if one of my friends said, you know, I've never really liked the way you laughed. I'd be like, I can't change that. Right. You know, I think but you're I'd pretty be like out. straightforward with your friends. Well, and you're friends with people that are that are straight shooters. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you surround yourself by straight shooters. I guess I would want to know. 
Yeah, let's say yes. Yeah. Well, and you know that they like you or they wouldn't hang out with you. Yeah, exactly. So the reveal's not going to be like, I, th- I think you're an asshole. I don't like you. I've never liked you. Never liked you. Why are we friends? I know you said that you haven't met anybody in the last two years. Well, like, are you, are you on the lookout? I have a fucking <laughs> story. I can't even believe this hasn't even come up. Like, I haven't talked about this, but uh, I, I met this girl a couple years ago. Online, she like we were friends on like Facebook or Twitter or something, and she had seen me at a couple of my shows. And she's not an actor or anything; she's a musician. And uh, we started talking and like instant messaging for like a year before we even met. Oh, and wow. it was like not even it wasn't even sexual at first or mm-hmm. anything. It was like she's just really cool person. And then uh, we finally met and like totally hit it off and like had sex and like everything was really cool. But like she was like really unavailable, Mm. if you know what I mean. She would always like we'd have sex and then, you know, be months before I would see her again. You know, like really like this weird like it was like totally red flag. Like if I had been seeing a therapist at the time, they'd be like probably cut off all relations with this person. Right. Because it'd be like, we'd text constantly. And she'd be like, hey, what are you doing? I'd be like, nothing. Come over. Let's, or I'd be like, I'm going to a barbecue at my friend's house. You should come, come over and we'll go together. She'd be like, mm-hmm. all, right, all right, cool. I'll be there, you know, in like an hour. And then never show up. Ooh. Never text. Like, and I would, and then I would text her for weeks. Like going, Weird. where are you? What's going on? And not yeah. like, a crazy person texts like, answer me now. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I text her once and be like, hey, what happened? And then I'd wait a couple days and go, are you okay? And then like weeks would go by and then I'd get a text out of the middle of nowhere going, hey, how's it going? What are you up to? And I'd be like, um, uh, nothing. What happened to you? And she'd be like, uh, I was in the hospital. Like she, true, she did have like crazy allergies and she did have to go to the hospital a lot. Like, with, like food allergies and shit. And like, she would send me photos from the hospital, like text me going, look, here's me in the fucking hospital with an IV in my arm. And I'd be like, why wouldn't you fucking text me yeah. on your way to the hospital going, I'm, I'm not going to make this. Yeah. Like that was always the shit that drove me crazy. But then it would, you know, I was really into this person and this went on for like two years, like wouldn't see each other for a long time. And so I would distance myself from other people, other girls that I would maybe be interested in. I'd be right. like, Oh yeah, that girl's cool, but I really like so and so, and you know yeah. things will turn around, and that didn't fucking ever happen. And then, uh, and then uh, all of a sudden, like just like a couple weeks ago, she changed her status on Facebook to in a relationship with one of my fucking friends. Oh, who like. Like a year ago, I you know my that yeah. person like not a close friend, but someone I knew, right? Who friended her on Facebook because you know the the link was me, yeah. And um, I remember at one point he's like, "Hey, what's the deal with so and so?" I'm like, "Well, just back off. We're kind of dating. I'm not really sure, but I think we're kind of dating." And then it was with that fucking person, and um. Do you leave a note on his car? No, no. I'm I've outgrown that shit. Like I'm I'm not I'm really not hurt by it at all. I'm just right. like kind of frustrated and like, what the fuck? That was weird. Um but I, I was at a show, like my friend's band was playing, like this was like two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. And uh I went to the show and this guy showed up and like I didn't know this at the time that they were dating. And like he walked in and saw me and he looked really uncomfortable, like, which I thought was weird because yeah. he's always in the past been like, hey, man, what? And he was like, oh, hey. And he like wouldn't stand next to me during the show, like was really uncomfortable. And then like immediately left, didn't stick around. And then it was like two days later that they had changed their Facebook uh, status, stati, to stati. in a relationship. And I was like, fuck, what the fuck, man? That sucks. So, you know, two years down the drain. That's uh, that's so disrespectful. But this is something for- that in my 20s, I would have fucking maybe kicked that guy's ass or, you know, broken his windshield or left at least left a note or been, you know, talking shit about him. But I really, 
I don't care. I mean, my feelings are a little hurt, and I'm like still puzzled. Yeah, yeah. At how something like that can happen, and like, you know, now I wonder if I've like blown, you know, possible relationships with other people that I was like, ah, uh, you know. Yeah. I'm not interested in you. It's weird that your friend didn't talk to you about it at the show. That would have been a perfect opportunity for him to be like, hey. I guess. I mean, I also get it if you're dating somebody and you're like uh, trying to keep it a secret. Like, yeah. I'm comfortable. And I mean, we're not that close. It's not the type of friend that I hang out with all the time. You know, I'd see him maybe a couple times a year at parties. and But I'm the reason he met her. I'm the reason he found out about her was because... You know, she friended me on Facebook and then started friending all my friends. And mm-hmm. she's a nice person. I, you know, I don't know. She doesn't sound like a nice person. Well, I think she was doing that thing that guys do where they kind of don't want to deal with. They keep them. themselves, uh, you know, un- a little bit unavailable. Like they give you just enough to keep you mm-hmm. in arm's reach, but like don't let you get too close. Like I've done that with girls. Like, oh, fuck. I. Yeah. I like her, but I don't know if I like her enough. So you you know you don't call them for a few days to like right to let them get clingy. Maybe she was doing that. I don't know. That was like fucking years. That was like two fucking years. I'm sorry. Yeah. What are you gonna do? This feels terrible. <laughs> right. This feels terrible. <laughs> Um, do you, do you... See, I'm in my, you know, I'm 43. I don't have my shit figured out yet. What, But um, in my 20s, this would have fucking probably devastated me. Yeah. But now I'm like, like, oh, you know what? We don't, we're human beings. We, it's... Right. There's no, there's no handbook. There's no guidebook to this kind of shit. Yeah. You'll figure, you'll find that out, Aaron. (laughs) Um, what don't if, give Dan shit about ex-girlfriends. I, I can't I, tell you that okay, much. That okay, you shouldn't okay, be jealous it. about stuff that okay. you have no control over. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any other advice? No. Dan's. I love Dan. Dan's a good guy. I'm glad we got our shit ironed out. And, you know, that. Yeah. that I'm glad that kind of shit happened when we were younger. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Dan as a person, and uh, you know I'm glad. He's a great guy. I'm glad all that shit's in the in the past. Yeah, uh, because you've known him for such a long time. How sh- how should yeah, I proceed as a t- girlfriend? Ten or twelve years. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I I'm the last person to give dating advice, out other than you shouldn't let stuff past stuff bother you. Like that's right. one thing I've learned to move on from is. You know, everyone you meet is going to have, unless you meet, unless you start dating a 16 year old, everyone you meet is going to have exes or people they've yeah. dated or weird shit that they've done when they were well, younger trying you to want figure them to. Yeah. Because you grow and learn and. Yeah, learn you how want to them people. to figure that shit out before they meet you so that they can be yeah. more adjusted. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I, you know. I don't hang out with Dan all the I would love to hang out with Dan more, by the way. I, I have a lot of fun. Hang out with him more. Uh, but um yeah, I you know, Dan seems very happy with you. Nice. I've noticed that, you know, in, in public and at weddings. I was like, Wow. I don't think I've ever seen Dan, you know, with past girlfriends very you know, having public displays of affection and stuff. Oh. Things so like that, that's what I want to hear. I'm also yeah. so competitive that I'm like, gotta be the best. Gotta be the simply best. the best. <laughs> um, it's funny, like when you were when you were my uh, improv counselor at improv camp, you were like yeah. hanging out with Dan. I can't. By the way, that's so weird to me. Like I didn't put that together until I think you mentioned it to me, like mm-hmm. you know, probably a few months ago or something. But like. I would see you at UCB and I'd be like, she fucking looks really familiar. It was from <laughs> comedy sports. Yeah. Comedy sports. For the listeners, when I was in high school, I was in comedy sports. And then later, Which is when an I was improv. An adult. How do you explain comedy sports? Uh, it's a short form improv institution. It's uh, That also branches out and they teach improv at high schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Steve was a a main stage performer and then was a 
counselor at the high school camp. Those were fun. Those summer camps were fun. Um, I had, I just came across a picture of, I, well, I had a, a hugest crush on Matt Gorley. I have a Everybody picture. Did. Yeah. All the girls liked Matt. He knew it would take out his little banjo. Yeah. He, um, I have a picture of me holding his shirt and his glasses, like his sunglasses, because he had left them on the stage. And I was like, like, that's how much I liked him. I wanted my friend to take a picture. I was too nervous to like ask him for a picture. Yeah. Um, so uh, instead, and then I had like I I I posted that picture of like you guys walking back from the basketball game. Did you see that? No. Oh yeah, I came out. Yeah, I'll have to post these pi- pictures. This. Yeah, and I'm sure it was just a creepy picture where I was like, gotta get gotta get that picture of Matt Corley. But it's like the two of you walking. And- <laughs> Camp was it at the camp? Yeah, at Biola. At the Jesus camp? Yeah, that was a religious campus. Biola University It was like a I don't the know, giant it was a Jesus Jesuit campus or something. Yeah, but they had a, a huge building, and on the side of it, they had a giant painting of Jesus, which is like thirty or forty feet high. Yeah, it's huge, and he's holding a Bible that it looks like he's going to crush the people. Yeah, he looks like below. he's going to smash people with the Bible. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, thanks for being on my podcast, Steve. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I had fun. <laughs> um, it didn't feel Steve. terrible. <laughs> Soundbite. All right, guys. That was the uh, that was the Steve Agee episode. Um, if you're in Los Angeles and uh, you, uh, you want to laugh on uh, Sunday, October 21st, Steve's going to be at the Improv. Check that out. And... Um, just follow follow him on Twitter. Very funny on Twitter. Follow f- follow him home. Um, don't follow him home. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron McGathy. Tell me I sent you. Um, oh, here's something. Could you guys review the podcast on iTunes? Um, that's a nice thing. And uh, yeah, and be be true. Be true to your dreams. Follow your bliss. Uh, Goodbye. GEICO has the insurance industry-leading app that lets you manage your policy anytime, anywhere. Which means that GEICO is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like animal control, when you're cornered in your garage by an angry possum. Hi, me again. Uh, you guys said you would be here about an hour ago, and um, I think the possum is starting to get angry. I, uh, listen, I thought if I fed it, it would go away, but now it is ripping holes in the drywall and making some sort of nest. Just call me back. <laughs> Geico, always there for you with savings and the industry-leading mobile app.